What's up, guys? It's me and Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm finally back. I've missed a couple episodes here. Yeah. Uh, Everybody's been saying I fired you, and I've been telling them that. You've been agreeing with them. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that makes logical well, sense. Well, I guess no one said it. I just yeah. been saying it to everybody. It's been a it's been a good month at least. Yeah, because I went down to Texas and then. Uh, with our work schedule and everything, we just haven't really been able to catch up. Yeah. Yeah. So So what's been new? Not a whole lot. Uh life is almost the exact same. Uh we got I, I the trip down to Texas is pretty cool. I don't know if we'll talk about that at all, but uh then uh you know, we got turkey season coming up. Two days. Well, yeah. I guess tomorrow when this comes out, podcast world it comes out. It'll yeah, it'll be, be 24 hours. So, yeah, I took the day off of work, so we can go out. This yeah. is this is your first time actually spring turkey hunting, right? No, I spring turkey hunted that time. I got the coyote, that one that have stuff. Yeah, or taxidermy, whatever. That's the first time I ever spring, ever hunted turkeys, and I got that. And then no, I went out spring tur- with a uh, old Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay. I went out with him a lot. <laughs> so this will be the first time you uh, actually go turkey hunting. I don't hunting. want to discourage it. <laughs> so we'll skip over that. But uh, um, so you're are you really going to take the longbow or are you going to take your compound? No, nah, I'm just going to bring the old boomstick. Oh, you're going to take the gun. I'm just going to take a gun. Okay, what shells are you? Did you did you buy turkey loads? Uh, I have the Winchester. Where the Longbeard X- XRs? Yeah. Oh, you're, you'll be all right with that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just know with uh with me going up or me going down to Florida and then me going to Wyoming, I know I don't have a lot of weekends. And I'm trying to work up as much overtime. So I said, I'm just going to bring the gun. And then what choke would you use? You have a 12 gauge or? 12. Would you just use a full? Uh, I mean, I have a turkey, turkey choke. choke. What kind yeah. of gun is it? It would be my Brad A300. Oh. Are they three inch or two and three quarter shells? Yeah, it's only three. I don't mess so, with I that. mean, my 12 gauge has a turkey choke on it. You can use that. It's not a Beretta, but. No, Mary, I'll stick uh, with my gun. Well, I'll try to get him. I'll try to get him close for you then. What? I can, 60 yards, I can bet you I can pop one. <laughs> no, I'm not <laughs> letting you shoot 60 yards. Well, you better be a good caller. Uh, I don't know about that, but. I mean. <laughs> We'll see. I mean, I went scouting out by your place, and there's definitely turkeys out there. I just don't know that they are uh, – I, I didn't spend a lot of time, I guess, waiting to see if they were going to come out in your field. Yeah. Wow. They're close enough. Are you going to bring your bow? Yeah. Yeah. I would say if we double up, we can double up. It would be hard with a bow and shotgun. No. We'll, if we're doing that, you're just going to shoot with the shotgun first and then – Either move somewhere. or yeah. something like that. What if two come out there? I There's no chance. I mean, yeah. nothing against uh, my ability to shoot a bow, but, I mean, I don't know how you are, but someone pops a gun. No, I, I would always, obviously let you go first. They're still going to react. Like, you're, it's... I'm... I just... I got three. I got three in there. <laughs> <laughs> three that just start sending it. We just shoot the same bird. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, I told you to shoot the one on the left. Oh, you're left. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that'd make for an interesting story. So it'll be interesting, I guess. Uh, hopefully, we can get one close enough. I know there's a bunch of birds in that area. I mean, yeah. one property uh, that's right across the road from the, the woods that you hunt, it butts up. There was six toms in that field. Yeah. Um, I, wonder then, if, I wonder if I can get permission to go on his side is it on the other side um i mean people at home aren't gonna be able to see this so um this is probably not gonna be the best conversation for them to listen to but yeah. uh it was uh, it wasn't very far yeah oh well, man me trying to go through this uh, yeah i really was trying to do the longbow i mean i've been trying my i've been shooting it a lot and I've been doing. Like I seen some 30. of your videos. You were all the way up to thirty yards. Yeah, thirty yards with that. But I just don't know what the blind, because I, so I think you're I sh- underestimating how large this blind is. I I'm understand. I'm not talking bad about your blind. I'm just saying, 
I have a very cantering shot, if you know what I mean. Like, I turn my bow almost yes. like, like uh, if we're talking about a clock, almost 2 o'clock. So. so this is where you hunt? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And these turkeys were, is this the road? Latitude and longitude? I want to say they were right here in front of these woods right here. Where do I hunt? I don't know where it was. Oh. It was six toms in this field right here. What's the last name on it? Oh. Yeah. Let's see who it is. So, I don't know. I mean. uh, My old gym teacher. What's not your old gym teacher? (laughs) Um, But then again, that day, that's a large section of timber. Like I said, I didn't hang out very long to see what came out of there. Um but 90% of the time I've ever seen them, um, they roost if you follow that property line right to the north or south. Well, then on the other side of the road where your brother-in-law hunts, there was a time in the neighbors for like, but I mean, within easy calling distance. Uh, Yeah. Well, we'll give it a shot. I know I won't be bringing a call. I'll bring it. You got a box. No, I only have mouth calls. So I'll tell you how I got into turkey hunting was uh, I watched some videos. I thought it was pretty neat how they gobbled and stuff like that, but I was too poor to spend 50 60 bucks on box calls and all these decoys. So I bought a $20 hen decoy, and these mouth calls are like 5 6 bucks a piece. I just bought a couple of those and uh, taught myself how to use a mouth call. And I'm not an expert by any means. There's definitely things like – I'm not sure if you watch Kyle O'Connor's video of like him using the mouth call. He's much better at it than I am. Like he can purr and all kinds of things. I can, I can do pretty basic stuff. But with turkeys, it doesn't take a whole lot. They're pretty dumb animals. Are we gonna be using a decoy or no? Yeah, I actually have a bunch of decoys. So Mike, <laughs> Mike, the guy I went to Kansas with, he brought up. I don't know how many decoys. He's got like a Tom, a Jake, a couple hens. He brought up a bunch of decoys he bought off a marketplace. And then I have a hen and a Jake decoy myself. I have a hen. A uh, Primo's hen. Yeah. I mean, realistically, you can get away with a Jake and a hen. So we got to do like a spread like the waterfowl guys do. Just like 13 hens and two times. Well, I will say I I would think that that would be pretty comical. Uh, (laughs) I would love to to do that and then post a picture to see what everyone's like reaction is, because I think that I don't. It would be interesting to see what people would see about our flock of decoys. But uh, no, I plan on using a Jake and a hen. How far do you set them up from the blind? Twenty yards, and it really depends. Like if I was bow hunting, I'd actually probably set them a little bit closer. Mm-hmm. But go with a gun. You set them 20 yards. So the downside to decoys is they'll tend to hang up. So they'll get to 50 yards or so, and the time will just wait and want the hen to come to them. So, so that's probably the biggest thing I've run into with a lone hen decoy is them holding up and not wanting to come in. So how far do you set them up from each other? Do you like – A couple yards. Just like two or three yards or something, yeah. separation? Yeah. Is there – would you want the hen closer to you or the jay closer to you or vice versa? I don't know that it really matters. I haven't really seen that. It's a big deal. So turkey hunting is more on how the turkeys act in that day, like the mood they're in. Because one day you could have turkeys come go bananas on the roost and um, come down and they'll go bananas on the ground. Or they'll go bananas on the roost, they'll hit the ground, and they won't make a noise. Um, once they hit the ground, uh, they're just, it's the mood that they're in. So like you can have a turkey one day, completely ignore your calls or appear to ignore your calls and see your decoy and completely ignore it. You can have that same turkey the next day, respond to your calls and then hang up and want your, your, your decoy to come to him. So he's just out of range or other days they'll literally, I mean, come barreling into a decoy. It It's just... That's the fun part, I guess, about turkey hunting is, like, you just don't know how they're going to react. I'll say based on the weather we're supposed to get Sunday or Saturday, I would expect quite a bit of vocalization. It's going to be pretty warm. I thought it was supposed to rain, or did it change? Last I seen it was supposed to be, like, 70 and sunny. If it's 70 and sunny, I am I fully expect 
as long as there's not a bunch of wind <clears throat> that we should be no holy shit was i right yeah it's showing 46 of low on 80 yeah i'm not wearing Partly heavy cl- no nah, nah. i can tell you that much yeah, no, mine, no shows a, rule. mine shows a high of 79, a low of 61, 13 mile an hour wind, but that ain't going to, at 6 in the morning, that's not, it's not going to matter. So I would expect a good amount of vocalization. Um, but then again, it, all, it also depends on the type time of year. So like I know when I went out to your place, they were still bunched up, right? There was one Tom that appeared to be alone, but then I seen six Toms all together, all strutting, and they were kind of fighting around in a field. Um, so once they split up, they're – if you can get, like, I, I'd say the the easiest turkey to call to is, like, within 24 hours after they've split up. And what I mean by split up is, like, They'll they're all flocked together. You'll see ten, fifteen, twenty of these toms or turkeys all together right now. When they split up, you'll see, you know, maybe three to five at a time come out together. Um, and once they split up, they're, they're within that twenty-four hour window. A tom is the easiest to call to because he's out looking for hens, so he's gonna respond to your calls every time. So, the one time I've actually watched it happen. Uh, I took Mike out. We went to this property. There was two or three toms that had roosted. We knew where they were at, and they had flown down into the field. And they must have met up with another group that were next to us that I guess I didn't expect to be there. And they all went down in this bowl with a bunch of hens, and you couldn't really see them, but you could hear them. And they were going bananas. I've never quite heard anything like it. Like, there was a lot of goblin. The hens were going nuts. Like, you could tell something was going on in this bowl. And after about, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes of that, I hit my call, and immediately uh, one of those toms chirped right back at me. And then you started seeing him come up the hill towards us in full strut. And he, this turkey would have walked, I mean, right on us had he by he i mean mike just been a little bit more patient but he uh they what had happened i guess i found out afterwards after reading some articles is they will split up and uh he i'm assuming based on how he reacted is he had just got done getting beat up down at the bottom of this hill and was off looking for something else that was a little bit more receptive to uh him not getting beat up but him still getting you know what he was looking for that love juice yeah yeah something like that so it uh it's different the later you go in the season it gets a little bit harder they're not as receptive to calling um i would that because of pressure or is that just kind of just the cycle of so they get hand up more yeah Yeah. so that's the the biggest issue so they uh once those toms and everything split up and they get their small group of hens, it's pretty difficult first thing in the morning to to get them to come running in is, like they do early that, season. Is that more going to be like Jakes and all that running in and all that? You think Jakes are pretty dumb. Jakes are the Jakes will run in almost every time. Like it doesn't matter. Like you could be smashing two coke cans together. It feels like in in jakes will just come <laughs> come running in like they aren't uh but this time of year there's a decent chance that those jakes may not necessarily run in because again like i said they're still splitting up so like i was scouting some state land because i'm going to take a couple buddies from workout that have never gone before and uh i had a jake strutting and i'll tell you right now you get any any time that sees a Jake strutting with a bunch of hens, <laughs> and uh, it's not going to go well. So that was another kind of indicator that these turkeys hadn't really broke off yet because there was probably like 15 hens with two Jakes, and that Jake strutting, you don't generally get – I've only watched a Jake strut a couple of times, um, and it's generally been when they've either been with another Jake or a group of Jakes. They're, 
a Jake that tries to strut in front of a Tom is going to get the shit kicked out of it. Mm. Nine times out of ten. That's why we're taking a Jake decoy. Right. <laughs> so I've always found I think e- early season turkeys are easier to call to in the morning because they're just fired up. Like it's it's like right. peak rut. Like they're they're just getting up, looking around, trying to find a, a bunch of hens to, to mate with. Um, so they are a lot more receptive to calling, it seems like. And they are – they tend to want to put in more work, I guess you could say, as the season goes on. Like I, I say, the longer my season goes, the more I have turkeys hang up. Um, you, you know why reaping would is illegal in Michigan? So I don't know why. I can give you my opinion on why. It's yeah. Why? <clears throat> so it's dangerous. Oh, for like the hunter aspect. Yeah. So for two reasons, it's dangerous. So reason one. You're you're gonna have hunters carrying a shotgun out there, <clears throat> and you're not wearing any hunter orange, right? Mm-hmm. And you have people out there with a turkey fan crawling through grass, and you know it might it it appears to be an open field, but to a newer hunter or someone that's just not very smart, they see that turkey fan running at them. Uh, there's a chance they could shoot at it, or um, if there's a turkey between me who's reaping and another hunter and i start running up there and he shoots one of them turkeys and i'm on the other end of that it's just it's it could be pretty dangerous mm-hmm. the other thing is and i'm sure you've seen some of the videos uh turkeys are very i wouldn't say territorial they they're very aggressive this time of year so when you take that fan and you start walking up to them they start coming to you. They're not looking to check you out, right? They're looking to fight you. Uh, so if you're not necessarily ready, uh, there's a good chance they'll they'll attack you. And I'm not sure you've seen a turkey spur, but they're they're not dull. They'll they'll mess you up pretty good. Uh, so being on the other end, I mean, you're not gonna get killed by a turkey. I mean, unless they get I mean, if if they caught you in the right spot, I'd say chances are low a turkey's going to kill you. <laughs> but um, there's a – I don't know who it was. Matt Wager knows this guy. His name's like Jeff Summer. He's actually – he used to do uh, some turkey hunts here in Michigan, and he took a client out, and the client went and picked up his dead turkey. Um, but turkeys, after you shoot them, will generally flop around. Well, the spur – sliced in between his fingers and i mean it looked like somebody had taken a knife and just cut down i don't know how many stitches he had to get but he had to get quite a lot of stitches and that was from a dead turkey so imagine a live one uh fucking yeah so i don't uh i don't disagree with reaping being banned i think it is probably a very exciting way to turkey hunt yeah but the benefits don't outweigh the risks i guess in my mind i would never I don't think I would ever try it just because of that. It looks cool, but I don't really want to get shot. I would never do it on public land if it was illegal. <laughs> I would no. definitely not. No, so That's like is... wearing brown Carhartt pants walking around. and With no j- orange on it during yeah. gun season? Yeah. yeah. Uh, this will be my first year actually really trying public land turkey hunting. I've got a couple guys from work. They they have a shorter season than we do um, just because public land uh, tags. It's, it's two weeks, right? For them guys, so we have till the tw- from the twenty third till the end of May. Wasn't it used to be season like a week long? So some of them. So they always used to have one that was like beginning of May uh, to the end of May, and then they would everything else would be like one or two week seasons, kind of like how they have the public land. The public land ones never really changed, um, but now you have the private land one that will allow you. There's no quota. That's XX, right? And it's Hunt 301, I believe. Uh, I'm not 100% positive. I believe it's Hunt 301, like, for us, it's Hunt 301 unit. I think it's unit XX, right? No, it's ZZ. Oh, ZZ, that's what it yeah. is. ZZ. And uh, that allows you to hunt private land. Oh, Beagle, you're killing me. Uh, private land in the lower por- portion of Michigan um, from... 
Is the it the opener? Sh- is it the shotgun line? Is that uh, or is it a little bit above? I want to say it's a little bit above that, but I've never really ventured too far in to check it out. I That's guess you could say, but uh, that allows you now to hunt from beginning of season. So ours starts Saturday the twenty third, um, and goes all the way till the end of May. So. That's a pretty neat thing. The only downside is, is like, well, you and I were talking, like, I'm trying to find some other places to turkey hunt for you and I to get out in case we don't get one on Saturday, um, just to try and get you on a turkey. Um, part of it's me. I just haven't had time to really go ask, which is most of it. But, you know, I can't go out to, like, I have actually, I have a bunch of uh, turkeys um, located on some public land for those two guys um and i'm gonna go probably check out some more public land as a backup option in case you run into a bunch of people but uh for private you don't i guess that is the biggest downside to private is i can see him 100 yards over there but if i can't get him to come over it's just yeah so yeah yeah, my beagle's eating over there. Yeah. We decided to do the podcast upstairs today because no one was here. So we got a beagle. The other dog's quiet, but the beagle's being needy. Yeah. I hope something happens. I mean, that's what I about. So you're going to hear turkeys for sure. I'll guarantee oh, yeah. you. I mean, because I heard them when I was out there. Uh, I'm hoping that those six toms are busted up a little bit and that some came back over to your side. That was almost a week ago, right? Yeah. Because they were fighting. They weren't, like, real aggressively fighting, but they were chasing each other around in that field quite a bit. Were they all toms, you said? There was six toms, for sure six toms. I seen six turkeys, six toms fully strutted out. Okay. So, yeah, there's a chance. It was windy that day, so I couldn't really tell uh, as far as where everything was kind of coming from so i actually drove around your your people that, the people that live there probably think i'm just a stalker cause nah, I, just, I don't think so just, we all have white trucks yeah Me, i just Justin, drove and around the the block a good i don't know like three or four times so fuck them yeah fuck them just drive yeah. their tractors or whatever on my shit anyway so yeah but no i'm excited for the public land aspect of it yeah um, that that'd be cool i don't think i've ever public land turkey hunt i said up north but that was like i don't know what i was doing yeah i I don't even think no i don't even think i've been on public land up there so it's definitely so here's the hard thing about turkeys as opposed to deer right like so when you go deer hunting um you're looking for sign on the ground that there's deer there right and then other hunters can kind of overlook that sign or, you know, stuff like that, and it changes. With turkeys, they're literally going to let you know where they're at first thing in the morning every day. Right. So every other hunter that's out there is going to know that that – so I think that's the, the biggest challenge I'm going to run into. That's why I, I, I found multiple places with turkeys. Um, I have one spot where there's one Tom in there that I'm hoping we can call to. I'm I'm hoping that he's the most susceptible to being called to, but I could be wrong. Um, and that's the turkey we're going to try to set up on, on their opening day. Um, When's their opening day? The 30th. Okay. So I have that off too, which is nice. Um, so if there's another hunter there, or another hunter kind of walks in on us, we're going to find somewhere else to go. And then also uh, I'm going to scout some different public land that's not far away from there that uh, should be. I haven't looked on my phone yet, but that I'm hoping is good enough that they can get on that too. Now, I'm not expecting the amount of pressure you get during deer season, but I don't know, I'd rather be prepared for hunters and not see them than – not be prepared and have to try and change later right i don't think i think after the the first week of turkey it probably will die down well i guess it's public so they're all starting at the same time right um i'm not i i believe the public let me look it. i didn't look it up real quick i don't think that they any public land tags are available for the 23rd but Um, i could be wrong um 
I can't remember why. I think the reason I told them to get the tag that they got was because it allowed for us to – because they work the same schedule as me. Right. So every day I have off, they have off. Are you going both at the same time or two separate times? What do you mean? The two guys? Yeah. They're going to come together. So I've actually got it all planned out. Um, okay, so there are going to be – so how it works out in Michigan for our area, which is ZA – you can go April 23rd to the 29th and then June 1st through the 7th or April 30th to May 13th or May 14th to May 31st. And that's why I think I had him do that because the June 7th one, that's going to be an uphill climb. That's late. <clears throat> yeah. That's late. Um, so we're it's almost gonna, deer season. Yeah. Uh, they're going to go together. So they're both brothers. Um, they've never turkey hunted. They actually uh, – they went scouting one day without me. Um, I kind of told them where I had seen some turkeys, and they actually seen the turkey that I was on. Uh, and they got fired up. Like, they got they got pictures of it strutting. I think they brought their dog, which scared it away, which some people are probably like, oh, that's crazy. Uh, turkeys are dumb. That dog, yeah. like, that dog is not going to bother them. I think the what's worse than a dog is uh, if you go out and try to call to them, if you're not hunting, that's – in my opinion, much worse than you just educating them. Yeah, you just walking up on them or a dog scaring them off. Like they're not gonna. That's not gonna affect them too much. They're not like deer, but if you call to a turkey and then it either comes to you and sees you, or it comes in and it doesn't really see anything there, they're gonna start becoming call shy. So that's the biggest struggle you have with public land is dudes walking around calling and you know yelping at these turkeys and these turkeys come in and spot some dude and now they they're not gonna they're just turkeys will respond to calls but refuse to come to you that's why you should use a locator right like mm-hmm. an owl hoot or crow so or coyote i don't know you just i mean you can damn near break bang two six together it's not gonna matter i just wouldn't use a hen call right. i mean but the two most common are going to be your uh, your owl hooter, which is really good for locating turkeys on roost, in my opinion. Because that's generally when you have owls is right at dark or, you know, right as it gets light in the morning. And then uh, crow call works phenomenal. Um, if you're running around on some public land and uh, you're trying to uh, locate some turkeys like in the middle of the day, um then a crow call in my opinion is a phenomenal tool to use because um what you're trying to do is get what I refer to as kind of a shot gobble. Like when that crow calls it's a loud noise and turkeys will gobble. They're not gobbling to like respond to try and get the crow to come to them. Um but it allows you to be able to get on the turkeys. Now if I'm turkey hunting I'll have no problems just running around and yelp a couple times and get one to respond. Um, but there's some risks, I guess, there. So if you're in an area and he ends up being a lot closer than you think he might be and you hit that, you're going to have to try to set up really quick um, and you might not be in the best spot, which might end up risk you getting blown out. So, I mean, there's a lot of different things you can do there. I think we should be fine. Well, we have the access of a, what I believe to be is the turkey's kryptonite. So I've said it a couple times, I think turkeys are very dumb animals. Um, And if you've ever turkey hunted and you've ever done it with a pop-up blind, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Because you can take a pop-up blind and straight up set it down in the middle of an open field. And these turkeys will act like it has been there their entire life right. <laughs> like they will like it is insane it's like deer you put a pop-up blind up and you, and you you think you've got it brushed in the best you can and they're still spotting it from 200 yards turkey they just apparently don't seem to care too much i, I don't know that they don't care it's just something about their demeanor doesn't raise an alarm because that i keep saying they're dumb and then people are probably like, like man i can't shoot one Turkeys are dumb, but they're very, very skittish. Like if they if they think something's not right, they're they'll get right out of that area. Yeah, their eyesight's fucking phenomenal. Yeah, but I can tell you, I've I don't know how many times I've posted a pop up, um, on the edge of a field, 
or you know damn near in the middle of a field and never even never even tried to brush it in and turkeys will pop out and come right to it and not even take a second glance at that blind being there yeah but then i've also had turkeys where i thought when i wasn't in a blind i thought i had plenty of cover and didn't move and they spotted me from 40 yards out before i could even get ready to shoot yeah i've had some where just filming them and just like move my fluid head like this and they just like spot it i'm like what the I'm deer hunting. I'm just. I just want B-roll. <laughs> I'm just wanting B-roll for deer, and I'm like, oh, I'm just videotaping them, and then all of a sudden they just like spot it, and just I'm like, damn it. Yeah, they won't hang around too much uh, once you get spotted. Like they, you know that little thing on the end of their nose, their snozzle. It's called a snood. A snood. So if you're I was ever, close. If you're ever turkey hunting and you got one coming in. And all of a sudden, like, if he's strutting or whatever, if he stops strutting and that thing starts going up on his nose, you, if he's close enough to shoot, I'd shoot. That's like the uh, uh, deer's tail going up. It's his warning sign, like, eh, I'm not sure about this. And, I mean, I'm sure they do it for other things, but I've noticed that if he breaks strut and he looks up and that thing starts going up in the air, you better. Be ready. Yeah. It's funny because I didn't even think they could move it until – I I read some I watched a couple of videos and I read some stuff on it and then I started watching it and yeah, that's the first telltale sign. The second telltale sign is going to be too late because they're going to start clucking. Oh, uh, so you want to try to get one with a bow this year, right? Yeah, I shot a bunch. I say a bunch. I shot a handful with a gun. Um, I will try. I mean, and I'm not going to lie and say, come May fifth or sixth. I've struck out a bunch that I don't switch it up and grab the shotgun, but I didn't even buy shells, so uh, mainly because They're I didn't want to. Outrageous right now. Yeah, I think a but, box of ten was thirty-one bucks. Yeah, and I don't even think that. Have you seen the tungsten turkey load yet? Yeah, so I looked into it, and I'll be honest, I almost bought some to try it out, but for seventy bucks for five. I don't know. I mean, I it's something I might try one day, but. Not when you have to get a second mortgage out. Though. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, well, Lindsay will be working by then. So maybe maybe by like May 5th or 6th, I can, uh, I can just go buy the turkey load. And then if I don't have one with my bow. Theoretically, that's five turkeys. So you have five seasons. Yeah. Theoretically. Theoretically. The problem is, is. You're just you, on up fall up shots. You can shoot to 60 yards with those tungsten loads and have the pattern that is the equivalent to, you know, 30 yards. Right. So you're going to have a little bit more confidence, I guess you could say, to shoot not to farther distances, which is going to lead to you missing a lot more. Yeah. Now, uh, when it comes to tungsten loads, for that kind of price, like, you generally will uh, – um, Shoot your turkey loads to see what pattern's the best. But I can tell you, 70 bucks for five of them, I'm just going to take their word for it. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't uh, – it sounds bad, but, man, for that kind of money, that sounds insane. So back to the bow. What are you, what broadhead are you using? I'm going to use the same one I use for deer season. So it's the Magnus Stinger. That's a it's fixed. A two, it's a fixed two blade. So uh, Body or headshot? Body. I wouldn't recommend – I'm sure people do it, and I'm sure you can do it. If you're going to use a traditional hunting arrow um, or hunting head, I would I would not recommend mechanicals. So you're – it's different. You're not going through fur first with those to open them up. You're hitting wings. Well, uh, a feather is – has multiple different consistencies on each feather. You have that thick center that's kind of hard. Then you get the thin feathers. So, I mean, there's just, to me, it appears that there's a lot more room for those broadheads to deflect, and you have a very tiny kill window or, like, vital window on a turkey. Um, they do have turkey-specific heads. The um, guillotines ones? Yeah, so you gotta turn your bow down so much for him. You gotta turn down to like forty pounds, like to fifty. Yeah. If you shoot it like with fifty, it like almost like 
fucks up the blades just because just Cause they're make... they're so big and they're so thin. But you hit a turkey with it, it's pretty cool. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, again, you're shooting at a very small target uh, with a broadhead with a very large surface area, which, again, in my opinion, allows for just more room for disaster. Now, I will say that those guillotines are designed pretty well, so if you miss your shot, you're either going to miss the turkey or if you hit the turkey in, like, the wings or something like that, it's not going to kill there's so much surface area it doesn't imp, it doesn't enter the turkey i guess you could say there's like three inches on both sides or it's, something it's huge it's like yeah yeah i killed mine with a mechanical i'm not saying you can't i just my personal preference is i wouldn't choose a mechanical but i've been uh i've been thinking this deer season i might switch back to a mechanical i don't know why but somebody was telling me or I was just doing some research on some stuff, and I might switch to the uh, the Sever 1.5s. I love mechanicals. I mean, this year I switched up to those Magnus Stingers, which is a two-blade broadhead, but before that I shot Rage. I loved Rage. I know a lot of people hate on Rage. The biggest issue with Rage is they're 50 bucks. You get three of them, and they're one and done. But I'll tell you right now, you uh, you put your arrow... Where it needs to be with rage, I'll guarantee you, you'll never follow a blood trail like that. It, it's not even close. I've, I've shot a lot of deer with a lot of different broadheads, and I've never had a blood trail like I've had with rage. Um, downside to rage, and this is going to be the exact same thing with your sever broadhead. If you shoot too far forward, you're you're not going to find that deer. Yeah. Uh, it just it takes up so much energy to open the head on that shoulder that it just doesn't generally impact very far yeah. well i know a lot of people don't want to listen to broadhead talk because that's the only thing people talk about on the internet now but uh, yeah <laughs> so i mean is there anything else that you really think some keynotes to take away or uh, when you're, I mean, when you're turkey hunting, if you're new to turkey hunting, so the biggest mistake a lot of people make is overcalling. Uh, so what I mean is like, every time he gobbles, you're gonna want to hit your call back and respond to him. So I can tell you, if you hit your call and he responds, and you hit it again and he responds and he is now clearly coming your direction. I wouldn't even waste your time calling anymore. Like he'll, he will if he's if he's coming your direction, he'll he'll keep coming. Just because you stopped calling, it doesn't mean that he's not going to come. I mean, very rarely have I heard hens go absolutely bananas out in the woods. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll yelp here and there and they'll cluck. It's like, I guess probably the reason I've never really spent a ton of time learning how to purr is I I just it's not something you hear often and generally. Like, when I have heard it, the turkeys have been, like, extremely close to me. So it's not something – if you know a basic yelp and a basic cut, you can be very successful in turkey hunting. And then the other thing is just making sure you don't overcall because – and I learned this the hard way. You will just keep calling to him, calling to him, and then eventually – this is what they'll do. They're going to hang up. He's going to hang up every time especially if you just have a lone hen decoy. He's just going to, he's he's not going to want to come to you, I guess you could say. Um, there's a lot of different strategies for turkeys. I mean, it just depends on the situation. Like uh, one strategy I learned uh, a couple years ago. So if you have a turkey that is, uh, I guess, stuck up or whatever, and you're not in a blind, so this this will not work if you're in a blind. Uh, I, I guess it can. I've done it with a blind, but you got to be able to sneak out of your blind. And what you'll do is you'll try to stay out of line of sight of this turkey and walk straight away and then call, say, 30, 40 yards behind where you just were and then run, try to run back up to where you're at. And it's, the illusion is that the turkey is going to run, that his hen is going away, and now he needs to go to it. But 
this doesn't work if you have a hen decoy because he can very clearly see right. that it hasn't moved. Um, and uh, it's not going to work if you don't have the cover to sneak out, right? Um, the other thing I've also learned, if you know where the turkey's going to come from, set your decoys behind you. And this, I did this last year when I shot my turkey. So I was sitting kind of like next to this tree slash like wooden tower blind that was built. But I knew all the turkeys were in front of me. Uh, and so they were going to come out in the field. They were going to come out in front of me. And so I set the decoys in the field, but like 20 yards behind me. So then if they did hang up, so imagine, you know, they hang up at 40, 50 yards away from my decoys. Well, now they're only 20 to 30 yards away from me. Uh, and it worked uh, like a charm. I mean, the turkey came right out and I shot him at 20 yards. And these were, this is what I mean by dumb decoys. So these decoys are like foam decoys. You're supposed to stuff them with like leaves. <laughs> and I didn't have any leaves. So there was like the tail was at 90 degrees to the body. Oh, <laughs> the, the first one that came out was a Jake. The second one was a Tom, yeah, like eleven and a quarter inch beard with inch and a half spurs. And they looked at the decoys and like didn't didn't even question how ridiculous they looked. Like just just came right to them. That's nuts. So yeah, um, yeah. I just, uh, I mean, there's a lot of varying things, but the the best advice I can give someone is when you're scouting turkeys, do not. Do not take a, a hen call into the woods with you because you're going to be tempted to want to hit it. And it's, in my opinion, the worst thing you can do to have success for your season. In my opinion, you're going to ruin your season before it starts. Second thing is don't overcall. If you've got a turkey that is responding to you and is coming into you, just stop calling. Like it's, it's a, an urge. It's a rough urge to not want to call. Because you uh, you definitely hear it. It's cool for them to come back uh, or to gobble back, but just don't just try to hold off the best you can. Um, third one, I would say get a pop-up blind. Pop-up blind for new turkey hunters is going to make your life dramatically easier. It allows you to get away with a little bit more. It allows you to set up in spots that there's no way you could do without the cover of the blind. Um, so, it, you know, it, it can put you in an area where if you've watched turkeys come to the middle of this field, you can just set up where they keep coming out. Oh, hold on. Um, but, yeah, the blind will allow you to get away with more than what you're expecting to or want to. And then, uh, I mean... Don't be afraid to not use a decoy, I guess. It's depending on the season, decoys can be effective, but they can also hurt you. Like Yeah, cuz sometimes don't they they once they visually see the hen, they want the hen to come to them. Yep. So, I brought this up a bunch. Turkeys love to hang up, right? So pretty regularly, if you have a lone hen, I've noticed that the turkeys will again get to 40, 50 yards and they'll just stop. And they don't want to come to you. They want the hen to come to them. Um, the other thing I've noticed is hens will, so a hen will ruin your hunt faster than anything because he's always going to go to the live hen. Hen that sees a decoy, I've watched him see the decoy and almost go around it and keep the tom away from the decoy to prevent him from, like, coming to it. Uh so I I think single hen setups work really well if you can be in between the tom and the hens. So like woods in in a wooded situation it works great because in the morning they don't all roost in the same tree. They all roost in the same area. They come down and you can get on, you know, he's going to be looking for hens. So he's going to see a hen and he seems a little bit more, you know, apt to go over there. But in field situations, 
generally the hens seem to always be the first ones out on the field and then the tom will follow them so you have a single hen it doesn't really do you much good because he's not going to come in your direction at least more often than not um you know a jake decoy which is what we're going to use on saturday works really good early season um when they haven't really fought a whole lot and they're still pretty ramped up because, again, Tom sees a Jake with a hen. He's going to try to come steal that hen. That's what I'm hoping for anyways. Single Jake decoy wouldn't waste my time. Uh, single Jake decoy is not going to do much for a Tom. If he sees a single Jake just hanging out, he's not going to want to come over there. <laughs> like He's not okay. going to waste his time coming over there. Um, so if you only have the budget to buy one decoy, you would buy – just a hen, yeah. right? Or yeah. a, would you buy a Stratton Tom? No, it would be a hen. If, okay. you, if you only had the money to buy one single decoy, it would be a hen. Because while I just explained all the kind of negatives of it, the positives to having a Tom decoy are he's going to want to come in and fight it. But a negative to having a Tom decoy is, especially later in the season, He's done fought every turkey in the neighborhood. He doesn't really want to, you know, get beat up again. So he's not going to – He's. it's actually going to deter that time from coming to you. Um, and they're a lot more expensive too. They're well, stupid expensive. The DSDs or the yeah. – what is it? I always say their name wrong. Is it Alien X or uh, – Avian X. Avian X. That's what I say. <laughs> Avian X, too. They're like 150 yeah. bucks to like 300 bucks. I think the DSDs are like almost 300 bucks. Yeah. Them, them ones you can put your own fan on there too. Like Yeah, they're insane. They're I mean, they are high quality. Oh, decoy, yeah. They're, but they're super nice. You're, if you're trying to turkey hunt on a budget, you can generally buy a hen decoy for twenty to thirty bucks. And I bought that that one we did for the giveaway, the combo kit. Yeah. It was eighty bucks. And That's a pretty good deal. And Dunham's had um you know the coupons and all that all the time, where you get like ten, fifteen percent off yeah. in their daily and their flyer. So, but yeah, and then you have a Jake decoy. So a single Jake decoy, like I just said, he is not like a Tom is not going to waste his time coming over to mess with a single Jake that's just off doing his own thing. Mm -hmm. Unless there's a hen there, he don't he doesn't care what that that turkey's doing. So. Uh, if you have the money, I would recommend getting a single hen decoy. And then the the best advice I can give with you is in a single hen decoy is set it up behind where you plan on the turkeys. Kind of like, from. would you say like if you're looking like five o'clock basically, so you can kind of see it just in case. So you want to be able to like, if you turn around, be able to see it. Okay. But like. Not directly behind you. Yeah, you know, if I'm sitting in – so you can see how – I know people at home can't see how I'm sitting. I'm sitting in this chair here, you know, I'm facing this way, and say the turkeys are all roosted off to my left but out in front of me, and I'm expecting them to come out into this field, um, and they should come out in front of me. I'm going to set my decoy, like, on maybe 5, 10 yards out into the field, but 10, 20 – you know, maybe even 30 yards behind me. Now, I think we can all probably kind of know the biggest disadvantage to that, right? What if they come out the other way? Yeah. You're not going to get turned. I mean, and if if that happens, uh, so so far I've gotten lucky. I haven't had that happen. Um, if it does happen, I would say, you know, there are – Things you could probably do, I mean, you'd have to be pretty sly because there's going to be more than one more often than not. I mean, it's going to be tough. If they, I, I'm not going to lie to you. If they come out behind you, but generally, like, turkeys aren't like deer where if you hit the call, they're going to try to circle downwind to you. Yeah. They don't. They can't smell. Like, I'm washing my hunting clothes just because I haven't washed them since deer season, so they need to be cleaned, but I'm not washing them uh, to avoid the turkeys from smelling me. Um, that's a courtesy for me being blind with you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other thing, I guess, with a blind, I guess I'm not sure. I learned this kind of the hard way, so I won't be wearing any of my light Sitka stuff. So you want to wear a dark, like black. Yeah. So that way you blend in more with the interior of the blind. Um, now don't get me wrong. I've wore my camo in a blind and not got busted, but I just 
Will you have a, a uh, face shield on still? So we don't get pie-faced or whatever? I really hope my buddy Brady doesn't listen to this because uh, him and I have gone back and forth on this. So I will not have my face mask on in the blind. When I'm not in a blind, I'll have my camo on and a face mask. So you can you can wear them. I used to think that you had to wear one, the face mask, all the time. But like I said, in a blind, they seem to be just oblivious to it. They don't spend a whole lot of time. But, you know, like I said, I'm going to be using a bow, so we'll see. That, that, that opinion may change. Two weeks from now, you know, we get back together. Uh, as far as should I be wearing, if I get busted by a bunch of turkeys every time I draw to my bow or every time they come in and I don't have my face mask on, then, yeah, I'm going to put it on and, and see if it changes. But um, I'm going to have my black Under Armour, like, underlayment on, at least on Saturday. <laughs> okay. Oh, the blinds that help, too, because we plan on trying to videotape it. So that will help. Yeah, and I, I just got up beast of a pop-up this thing's huge i know you haven't seen it yet but i'll set it up for real quick before you leave it's it's big it's supposed to hold four people was it 72 by so the floor is i can actually the box is right here so i'm gonna go get it just a sec he's looking at it (laughs) all right so the floor muddy is 70 inches by 70 inches but the window, the shooting width, is 90 inches by 90 inches. And uh, I don't know how tall it stands, but I know I can stand up. Well, you're not that tall, so. I mean, I would say that's at least six and a half, seven foot. Seven foot? But, dude, the thing is. That's it's, huge. It's not set up right now, but you'll see. It's It'll fit four people. I paid 150 bucks for it. I couldn't Isn't pass that, it up. I, I, when you see, show me that picture, or when I seen that picture, I thought it was <laughs> like two, two lines. I was like, like holy moly. <laughs> Go. The, that one has all the the beds and cots in there. <laughs> yeah, that's what I bought for our turkey. Like We're staying out there yeah, all night. Yeah, we're, we're camping in this yeah. baby. So, no, I might. I don't know. If I get out of work on time, I might sneak over to your property after work to see if I can watch these turkeys go back to roost. Yeah. Um, because then I can uh, make our decision easier in the morning. I mean, that blind will pop up in 10 seconds, but you got to be careful. Is it heavy? No. it's. Does it have backpack straps on it? Yeah, you can see them right there. Okay. I didn't know. Because like, I have a muddy one, too, but my, I snapped a pole on mine. Cause I, uh, so that's actually what happened. So I learned uh, that I'm an idiot, which if anyone's probably listened to this for more than 10 seconds, I already knows that. Let's see. It's just got the one strap. but Oh, it was only one strap? Mine has two, like a actual backpack. I mean, 150 bucks. If that's the worst thing, I'm not going to complain about it. Uh-huh. Um, but the other thing is I don't want to get too close to where they roost. So I would say that's... One, I guess, little piece of advice for new turkey hunters. So you hear them gobbling on the roost, and you just want to – and I I made this mistake so much when I first started. You just want to run right in there and get set up, you know, right underneath of them. Like, oh, they're just going to fly down right in front of you. Well, just because it's dark out, if they are awake and gobbling, I can promise you they can see you setting up. And I guarantee you what's going to happen is – one of two things is going to happen. So one, they'll sit there and act like they don't see you. They'll just gobble and gobble and gobble like they just don't see you at all. And then next thing you know, you'll be like, man, that turkey has stayed up in that tree like a long time. You're like, why is it not on the ground yet? And then when it finally flies down, it'll fly directly away from you. The other thing that will happen is they will, uh, they will just stop gobbling altogether and then – as soon as everything else comes down, they'll just uh, they'll just fly directly away from you. Um, so you got to be careful setting up too close, um, which is what I'm nervous about when I take the guys from workout because I have an area, an idea of where the turkey roosts, but our plan is to set up on this public-private fence and face towards the public okay. and try to catch him going to the private field we've seen him go to. But if we have to walk past him to get there, so I'm almost thinking we get in there almost like X, like 
like ex- an exaggerated amount of time early. So that way he's still like, I would say sleeping. Because you could walk right under a sleeping turkey and get away with a little bit more. Um, whereas if he's a, if, if he's even remotely gobbling, you're SOL. But I'm, so I'm thinking about doing that and then trying to just sneak around where he's at and get set up uh, in front of him. Because we already know where he's going to go. So it's just a matter of being there before he gets there. How good do you think their hearing is? What do you think? <sighs> I would say it's... It's got to be... It's not bad. I mean, I've called a turkey in. At the farthest distance I can say I've ever called a turkey in with a mouth call is about 400 yards. Yeah. Fun fact, didn't shoot the turkey. Completely blew it because I wanted to move around and didn't have any cover. Yeah. So, rookie mistake there. Well... What's Oaks is it besides Turkey? What's coming up? I don't think anything, right? No. Uh, I know there's some archery stuff, but I, yeah, I know we have people... archery stuff, and then we're gonna get into food plot stuff. We might. Uh, if... I don't know. We'll probably have a short episode about my trip to Texas, which was uh, quite an adventure ride there. We just haven't got the chance to sit down and talk about it. No animals were killed. Probably why we haven't rushed to talk about it um then it's yeah we pretty much are gonna just have let's see archery food plot season and then uh trail cam season i guess you know trail cam Uh, season yeah remember my deer (laughs) remember my deer i seen Um, them other than that the next couple months will be pretty dry we're gonna i think we're gonna plan on trying to get some people in here and share their stories from this past summer um, yeah, we got a lot of people lined up, but I think the problem is um, now it's getting to the weather where people like I don't know people that do softball and all that, and then yeah, they, like Easton's got t-ball and yeah, a lot of sports and all that, and then um, all that. But going out to Wyoming, I can talk about that. That'd be pretty cool. And then I got so hopefully Saturday we get a turkey. And then we you can talk about kind that. of talk about that, and then uh, we could do a podcast and in, in the blind like Aaron Bicey from the Fall Podcast. <laughs> Just turn the limiter down of the turkeys come in because you shoot a gun yeah, with that. Yeah. It's gonna go insane. Yeah, right? I can't believe it. they did, they did a whole podcast and shot a turkey on a podcast. You'd be amazed. I've it's not uncommon for me to sit here and talk like this. Uh, while we're turkey hunting. Now, once they come in, it won't be that bad. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I apologize for my very needy beagle. So, there's probably a squirrel outside he wants to go chase. So, we'll open this door for Goddamn him. Goddamn city squirrels, man. I know. Um, yeah, as far as turkey stuff, I mean, I could probably keep going on for days and days about different experiences I've had and uh, things I've learned along the way. But, I mean, we could probably talk about that another time. I know I want to bring... I think whether they get a turkey or not, the two guys from work, I want to try to bring them on. And Are they deer hunters, too? Yeah. Uh, They're, this is their that. first real time, I guess, going turkey hunting. They're pretty excited about it. Oh, well, I mean, we get that and all that coming up, but I, I don't know. I guess we can put out an open invitation if anybody wants to come on. <laughs> but Yeah, I'm, I mean, I think if uh, if you've got – I think if you have any success getting a turkey, we'd be more than willing to bring you on. I'm not saying if you don't get one, we don't want to bring you yeah. on. I'm just saying. Uh, you can reach out. Yeah. Yeah. And Mike's coming up. Mike only has one day to turkey hunt. So that'll be an interesting day. When is that? May 5th. Ooh. Eh, he's, not, he's still pretty decently early. Yeah. I mean, and I'll probably try to get a turkey. Roost it and all that for him. Yeah, I'll probably try to have everything set up so as soon as he comes out, like, I know right where to go. I can get him on the turkey. Because he's never shot one. He's actually, the first time I ever took him out was probably my, the best turkey story I have. Probably the the best turkey hunt I've ever had, and we didn't even kill anything. But it was, I'll let him tell it when he, we'll try to get him on after his turkey hunt, whether he's successful or not. And uh, I'll let him tell the story of the first time we got together because that was, I mean, it, it was pretty funny. But 
I know application periods for a lot of states will remind people, but we're not going to say what states because we don't want that many people to apply the states. <laughs> that we applied for. Yeah, yeah, so make sure to check that out. before. The, I think that a lot of them end at the end and before May, but the other ones end before that too. I know, uh, what was it, Colorado just ended? I don't know. I only know of two states. And then, and then I know a couple open up on May 1st to June. I think our, what, doesn't ours open up for early dough and stuff? Isn't that? Michigan's? Nah, I'm not sure. I know, like. I thought it was May May to June 1st was early antlerous. Well, I don't know because you don't really generally. Most 99% of places in Michigan, you don't need to draw for an antlerous tag. Um, I know what they do open up is for, like, your special unit hunt. So, like. The Shiawassee River State game area, I think, opens up May 1st. Uh, like, what is it? There's some places like uh, Army base or something like that that uh, is open to... Isn't that bow hunting only, though? I'm not sure. I've never gone yeah. for it. So, yeah, there's just a different uh, places and ways to... In Michigan, special hunts, I guess, is what you're applying for. Yeah, an elk, you know, that's a real good chance of getting that elk tag. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Have you, do you apply for it or no? No, I'm not good with, I'm not good at winning the lottery, uh, so I don't play it. Um, <clears throat> so I don't ever apply. If I'm going to go on an elk hunt, I'm probably just going to spend my money in another state. And it's not that Michigan's doing a bad job, it's just ultimately we don't have the uh population to allow for more than what we give out which i think is totally understandable i think the way they go about managing the wild elk herd in michigan is great it's just uh i'm not gonna get my hopes up for <laughs> i'm messing around with a golf ball <laughs> um i'm not getting my hopes up for something that uh is uh Needle in a haystack type thing like i it's, think the guy that won the pier hunt like two years ago he bought a hundred of them. That's what I heard. But would I spend five hundred bucks to hunt a Michigan elk? Well, that's five hundred bucks for the tag. Yeah. Well, I wonder how much no, the, tag the tag actually. Is definitely more than that. No, I'm saying like he spent five hundred dollars yeah. to get the tag, and then he's gonna pay a tag, and then every one's a guide. You have to get a guided service. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. I wait. No, I think they pay for your. I think they pay for that for the pier hunt. It's well, I'm not sure. I just know that most of the – in order to hunt elk in Michigan, you have to be with a guide. Yeah. You're not going to get to go out just – I don't know. And, and it would be cool to shoot one here, but in my eyes, if I want to be elk hunting, I want to be, like, in elevation. Like, I don't really care about elevation. I just want to be able to draw a tag. <laughs> Come on, man. Give two shits about elevation. Man, once you get up there, you'll know. You'll understand. I don't know about that. It's a whole nother world, dude. So hopefully the next month we have some pretty cool hopefully we have a video. So we get to release our first video. So I, I would say I will uh try to lower the expectations. This is not what I would consider is going to be a huge thing going forward where where we record all of our videos and stuff like that. I do know we plan on trying to record some of our podcasts, but we decided we were going to try to record this uh, turkey hunt, and hopefully hopefully we get one. And uh, Joe can edit it because I don't know how, and we can post that. That would be kind of neat. Um, and then Yeah, because I totally got nothing going on right now. Yeah, don't worry about it. It'll be <laughs> fine. Uh, I doubt that I'm going to video any of mine. I don't have a camera or a tripod or any of that. So. Just use your phone. I no, I mean maybe I'm trying to think who is this on all he does is all his videos are on his phone and, and they freaking look amazing. I might try to steal Joe's camera to record the two guys I work with just because I won't uh, be hunting. I'll I could probably let you use that for a couple of days. That's what I'm saying. But I you gotta be careful. Well, I will buy you a new one if I break it. You don't wanna know the price tag on them. I know. But, but I guess from this point, we'll just... Uh, I would say be looking forward for some guests. It's going to be pretty much turkey hunt for the next month or so. Um, probably lame. Hopefully not. Hopefully, I mean, because... I, so, I, again, I love turkey hunt, and I love taking people out. So, 
I will have a handful of people I'm taking out, and hopefully we can get them to come on the podcast and share their story of how the hunt went. And uh, then others who are turkey hunting will be able to come on and share, you know, how their how their turkey season went, and hopefully they got some. And then I'm really looking forward to Saturday. I mean, obviously I know you'll hopefully be able to go out more than just the one day, but uh, I'm hoping that we can get on one and you can uh, we can get it on video. Uh, we're really going to put my videography skills to, to the test, so hopefully I don't mess that up if yeah. any opportunity. Especially because I don't have a fluid head for that tripod right now so it's kind of all on the ball i oh, don't worry about that okay if all i have to focus on is calling and making sure that the camera's on the turkey i got this all right so you just make sure you don't miss that uh, strong possibility with the gun <clears throat> yeah you're not much of a gun guy guys yeah. so this is you guys might get to see a video that doesn't happen very often yeah. that's joe with a gun so yeah. But, uh, yeah, well, oh, well. the dogs are letting us know it's time to go, apparently. All right. So, all right, we'll see you guys later.